0: Hello there! Welcome to Bros Watch PLL2. I'm Benjamin Light. And I am Marcus Sparks. And today we're talking about S3E3 Kingdom of the Blind. Pretty Little Liar Season 3. I'm cool. guessing this episode has something to do about Jenna. Because I just <laughs> watched a,
1: it. <laughs> it's a reasonable guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jenna thing. Written by Joseph Doherty, directed by Chad Lowe. Chad Lowe does not appear in this episode. Which is a real shame. Yeah, he, uh,
1: he, he does at least one directorial thing a season, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you figure when you're an actor who's starting to get older, you want to dip into this occasionally.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm sure, let's face it, I don't want to make any dispersions about Chad Lowe's career, but I'm sure the money doesn't hurt. Little
0: extra paycheck. I wonder what pays more: directing one of these episodes or like being in it.
1: That's a really good question. I I, I never really thought about that. Huh.
0: I mean, I'm gonna guess these girls aren't making like shitloads of money. They're probably making like 50 grand an episode or something. You think it's even that much? I could see that much, yeah. But well, they are like the highest-rated show on their whole television network, so they gotta be making some money.
1: So there's usually, what, 24 episodes? Yeah, don't, don't Google that. I'm not Googling okay. it, I'm using a calculator. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow, That's a pretty good haul per mm-hmm. year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is it weird that I find, like, uh, Lucy Hale even more attractive that she might be a millionaire?
0: Oh, I think it'd be safe to say that Lucy Hale's a millionaire. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this episode. <laughs> Kingdom of the Blind. Uh we Which, open with Jenna reading some Blair Braille.
1: <laughs> yes. Blair.
0: Braille. Reading some Braille as the liars are kinda like staring at her across the the quad area.
1: I love like it's it's the language of TV, so it's like the idea is that they can be close enough to see what she's doing with some detail and like calming upon her safely. But really like perspective wise, they're not that far away from her. Sometimes they're kind of loud, but uh,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, Hannah is admiring Jenna's performance because the girls know that she's faking this. Like she's admiring yeah. her, her blind performance. They found and that Aria, out at the end of the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Aria pondering. What is she planning?
0: And Aria has been assigned by Spencer to find out what she is planning by being her accompanist. After all, it's like you got to you got to go play some piano with the, the crazy not blind chick.
1: Well, so, but first Spencer says, you know, she's probably like played this role so long now, which had me like kind of LOLing with the idea that Jenna's basically like Christian Bale in The Prestige. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, Spencer says to Aria, she trusts you, or at least she wants you to think that she does. And then Hannah says to Aria, like, I'll trade you Mona for Jenna.
0: Yeah, because Aria is like bitching about how she has to go hang out with Jenna. And Hannah's like, I'll trade you. If I were Aria, I'd, I'd probably take her off on that. We don't get enough Aria Mona scenes.
1: Those would be wonderful.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh So Hannah suggests going and like pushing a table in front of Jenna just to see what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jenna's like, or not Jenna, Hannah is really kind of mean and spiteful towards Jenna in this whole episode. Which, of course she is.
1: Hannah is uh kind of awesome in this episode. She, uh, we're going to see that she gives a Spencer a lot of pushback this week.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so, but of yeah. course, after saying that, Spencer says, Hannah, you have all the subtlety of a hand grenade. And
1: Hannah says, thank you. <laughs> Which is, like, one of my favorite, like, responses from Hannah ever. I mean, the fact that she's so, like, beaming with pride. Mm-hmm. Um, so later the girls are walking down the hall and they're they're asking if Spencer's mom has told Spencer that she's taken like, Garrett's case yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because spencer is we found out last week uh now representing officer garrett reynolds veronica is yeah veronica's representing garrett reynolds for the murder of allison and maya and she says no but that melissa's coming home tomorrow and that's usually how things work in the family they'll tell them both at the same time and keep the one-on-ones to a minimum yeah just do um, it once I just have a couple things here. I know we're gonna push this back a little bit, but I just want to say that this is the moment when Dark Lucas like storms down the hallway, being chased by the irate
0: principal. Yeah, with the uh, his like three day shadow. Uh, yeah. And Bryce Brent's principal Hackett is uh, yelling at him something about like this is gonna go on your permanent record. Yeah,
1: which, lol. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lucas like fake flips the guy off.
0: Yeah, he just like holds his hand up, and then he, he runs into the liars and kind of, like, stares at Hannah and then, like, runs away all sketchy. So oh, he, we'll, t- we'll talk about he, him and Hannah section.
1: He gives but, her, like, the full-on, like, deaf stare. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's talk Lucas. about Arya. Because Arya does not really want to hear about Lucas or Hannah. Arya wants us to talk about her.
0: Arya today will be wearing a black satin fitted blouse with the uh, embroidered, I think they're, like, dragons, like Chinese dragons on the front. Mm. Uh, it's an interesting look.
1: The, the top half... Of Arya's outfit is like some kind of like warrior kimono outfit.
0: Like she looks like an evil samurai. Really can't go wrong with fitted black satin.
1: No, no. Her her outfits in this episode in general are astounding. Um Yeah, so the next it's the next day, is like walking down the hallway with the Jenna thing the Jenna thing, like, puts her, her arm around Arya's, like, like <laughs> to kind of force Arya to be her guide, and Arya's just kind of like, uh, okay.
0: <laughs> and Jenna's like, oh, why'd you change your mind? And Arya says that she was just intimidated by the idea of playing in front of an audience, but uh, she'll deal with her stage fright by facing it. And then Jenna says, you look it in the eye. Uh, there's moments when, like,
1: Jenna's voice is normal, and then there's moments when, like, she takes on this kind of, like, monotone like terminator voice i felt like
2: Mm
1: -hmm. um but yeah she's super she's super freaky in this scene uh jenna's all about just like expanding upon boundaries here
0: um so jenna says you look it in the eye and then like wanders away as Arya just kind of stares after her like frowning like conflicted and so we immediately cut to her telling the other liars about this you know and spencer's just like you look it in the eye like you know she's she's outraged it's a mere idea that uh jenna's fucking with him
1: i love yeah yeah i love Arya's like confused frowny face like Mm -hmm. the i wish i almost kind of wish that this show would do the thing from the office where like Arya could just like stare into the camera sometimes (laughs) like jim face I would that would just I would blow I would blow my mind I would my head would explode um yeah so then let's like, like we said Arya's like filling the liars on the encounter uh Jenna and Arya's given her next mission which is to go over to Jenna's place for the practice and snoop around like look for that other earring all the other keepsakes that were inside Allison's uh coffin and then Emily much like Admiral Akbar, suggests suggested it could be a trap
0: yeah well Emily first suggested maybe Jenna's just getting like careless because Toby's gone Garrett's in jail but Spencer's like if you go find if you find that earring case is closed, Jenna's working for a and Aria points out that there's a lot more shit that they put in that coffin that they you know that they gave the Jessica uh, Allison's mom to put in that coffin. so there's just more stuff that can come back at them. but I like how Aria says that she can snoot and play keyboard at the same time because <laughs> she is the all powerful shisher and a yeah. multitasker.
1: She's also apparently pretty good at running,
0: yeah. And Emily's like, well, it could be a trap. And Arya's like, I'm also pretty good at running. She's very cocky about that. Yeah, like, she's just like bitches. I have this. Yeah. And I like there's this weird little exchange where Hannah's just like, yeah, it's like that one time you knocked over the beehive. And then Spencer's like, wait, no, Hannah, you were the one who knocked over the beehive. And Hannah says, yeah, but it's a better story of a story if Arya did it, which. Very strongly yeah. ties into my theory that Hannah and Ari are the same person.
1: <laughs> well, I love too that the like Spencer's quiet for a few moments before she says that mm-hmm. almost as like Spencer's just like searching the databanks, like, yeah, like the, the files scanning, 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 yeah. scanning. Wait, error. <laughs> a yeah. yeah.
0: Um, well, I like that the girls they massage the truth even among each other and the, their own memories. You know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not a lie if you believe it. So Emily. Uh, so Emily then gets a text from Ella saying the makeup test scores have been posted. And Emily got 94. Um, I thought it was weird that she got a text from Ella, but Emily doesn't I don't know that if it's right. from
0: Ella or like an email, like just about, you know, eh, grades it could
1: have been an email. Yeah. But, um, Emily doesn't think that's right. Especially since I, mean, I just, I don't think
0: is text. like texting Emily directly. Like you got a 94, LOL. <laughs> well,
1: that's why I was like, that's odd just cause she's looking at her phone, but it's probably an email. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hannah muses that it must be a mistake then. Um, and Arya, uh, there's a very weird, like, th- th- when you think that Arya's A, like, you always are looking for it. But this this particular <laughs> reaction, Arya's just, like, kind of, like, studying Emily's reaction very carefully. And she's like, you don't think it's a mistake.
0: Well, before that, though, there's a, another great little bit where Hannah's just like, man, I wish I could get 90s. And it's, then she tells I mean, Emily not to go all Spencer on us. And Spencer, yeah. she Spencer's about to jump in. I feel like she's about to say, like, excuse me. And 94 is practically an A minus. i I'm not a fucking dunce, Hannah.
1: Yeah. Well, it also kind of ties in that, you know, one side of the table, you have H- uh, Hannah and Arya who are the same person. And then mm-hmm. On the other side of the table, you have Spencer and Emily who are the same person. <laughs> Even to the point where now Emily's getting Spencer's scores.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aria, Aria, she, like, intuits, she's like, but you don't think it was a mistake. Like, basically suggesting that it was A. Yeah, she like
1: rubs her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Emily doesn't want people thinking that she cheated, especially not now. And the liars do kind of ponder if this could be A's work. Um, Well,
0: I think it's Hannah suggests that somebody hacked in and changed her grade, which immediately made me think first of Caleb, then of Lucas. Hmm. Uh, Both good suspects. And I like how Arya's like after Arya basically brings up the idea that it was A, she then says that Emily's just being paranoid. Yeah. Like even though she's the one who like helped implant that idea in Emily's mind.
1: Well, then Emily comes back with you know the the cliche that it's not paranoia; they actually are out to get you.
0: Which is it's kind of amazing that they waited till season three to use that line on this show, because mm-hmm. it well, certainly is applied from the first episode.
1: Yeah, there's a weird shift in Emily in this episode that i'm actually thankful for because like i'm, I'm sick and fucking tired of the emily we've had true so far i'll complain three.
0: about that later but yeah at least she's not mopey um yeah. so cut to aria playing piano in Jenathing's room and yeah. doing a Lisa hale obviously plays piano in real life so she's doing a great job of uh you know t- tickling the ivories there as her eyes like snoop around the room looking at different stuff uh, she sees a note that says says like four fifteen earplugs or something like that. What well, do, you, do you want to talk about? Like this
1: this shot though, like it's this amazing, like floating, almost like the camera's slightly seasick. Well, it yeah, because like, it floats in on the notes around Arya's head.
0: Well, the the camera starts to show you that, yes, this is Lucy Hale playing the piano, you know, and then it kind of drifts up to her face as her eyes start to rove around, and the camera is kind of, like, moving where her eyes are going and, like, floating around looking at stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: I like how the whole time Arya's eyes are doing that, but the rest of her face expresses just boredom, basically.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, I just wonder could this be the first use of meta-A-vision on the, on the show? Mm-hmm. The, the, aria's eyes literally command where the camera goes and how it moves there <laughs> um so jenna is standing in front of the window uh like her back to aria as she plays the flute. she's got like a mirror setup. So there is can, a little
0: oval oval mirror so, so she
1: can just, basically still see aria if she yeah. wants to if she you know wasn't quote-unquote blind yeah
0: it's aria's playing such of trail off she's trying to look at that note about earplugs and Jenna's like, oh, I'm sorry. Am I boring you? Uh, so they they decide to take a little break. Jenna's like, so how's Emily? She sounds strong, but it's hard to tell without seeing her face.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like sitting, like facing right at Arya as she says this. And Arya's just like, Ugh. like you said, she's, she's strong. And Jenna's like, yeah, but, you know, the heart can only take so much. The heart and the mind. Case in point, Poor little
0: Mona. <laughs> and is like, well, I don't think, you know, poor little Mona's poor little Mona. and Especially given the circumstances. Yeah, and Jenna's like, well, they worked out pretty okay for you. And I like, I love Arya's line here. She says, it's not that tidy, which totally sounds like something A would say. Yeah. Um, s- somebody didn't open, Allison, or somebody did open Allison's grave. And Jenna says, but nobody thinks that you had anything to do with that. Do they? Question mark, question mark, question mark.
1: There's this is perfect awkward game of like cat and mouse mm-hmm. here. Um, and then, but like, like right as she says that, like she barely leaves a beat. And then she's like, okay, she bounces up. I need to go check on those cookies to see if they're cool now. And she's like, like scurries away. Ari's like, you need any help? And Jenna's like, nope, I can manage. And she like walks off about her cane. Um, mm-hmm. and then like once she's gone, like Ari just like lunges for that note in Jenna's flute case, which does say H. Cobb, 415 Wednesday earplugs
0: what do we think jenna house smells like i mean like like freshly baked cookies and rape right uh, a little bit of potpourri a potpourri
1: yeah a little potpourri
0: but you don't want to uh, mix too many scents together
1: uh, <laughs> i don't know desperation and rage and potpourri it all makes sense to me
0: there's it's a lot of like fresh uh, cookies and and like 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 nightmares
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Lots of just like dripping nightmares, uh, badly lit nightmares. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like figurines in Jenna's room.
0: Jenna's one of those chicks who probably has a hope chest. Yeah, she probably has a bunch of fine china for like her wedding that she'll have one day.
1: I don't know what they. Oftentimes, I, I don't know what they call these. Beds, but those beds were like it has posts coming oh, up. I think up they call them corner.
0: four poster beds. Yeah, the
1: four poster beds, yeah, yeah, with like you know curtains on all sides of it. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised she doesn't have one of those.
0: Yeah, like she, a prin- she princess she really
1: bed, like a, like a,
0: Yeah, like a gothic manse. <laughs> um, uh, so, Arya, she's you know with the liars again, telling them about the earplugs note, and <laughs> like how Hannah says, uh, "God, I wish people could be more specific with their clues." And Spencer so did, says, I'll put it in the suggestion box.
1: Oh, yeah, because I love this. I love this little detail, though, because uh, they're like, oh, today's today's Tuesday, tomorrow's Wednesday. And Emily's like, well, if that note even refers to this week. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And Spencer's just
0: like, obviously, for the purposes of this episode, it does keep up Emily.
1: I wonder if I pat Emily on the back and be like, get in the game, put your <laughs> shit together. So There's the times when I want Spencer to put on like a general patent, like 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 hard hat, you know, here just because she like like gives out orders and mm-hmm. pep talks the girls. Yeah.
0: So they're they're planning to follow Jenna tomorrow at four fifteen, and Arya mentions that Jenna was asking about Emily, and I like how Spencer kind of puts it together that uh, this she was she was asking how Emily was because she's trying to ask if Emily remembered seeing Jenna in the car, but she can't come out and say that directly. Yeah. so that, that's like, why that's why the sudden concern about Emily from Jenna.
1: yeah and Emily's like, this is crazy. It's like trying to read a book that someone keeps ripping out the pages mm-hmm. um, and so she says basically they need to know how she ended up in Jenna's car mm-hmm. that night and they just and then they can like kind of figure out the rest. So they know okay. where Emily started and they know where she ended up
0: and then Arya gets a phone call from her mom. Exits the scene. Some other stuff happens we'll talk about she, later.
1: She almost seems like ecstatic though. She's, <laughs> She's just, like gotta call Arya out, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh
0: so we'll talk about what happens in the interim later, but eventually she wanders back in and says that her mom has to speak to the vice principal now about stuff. Yeah, she doesn't know what yeah. Mm-hmm. And Actually, anyways, no, this Arya stuff, we're almost done with it, I realized, at least the way I did my notes. I know is the same. Yeah, yeah, there's not yeah. a
1: whole lot of Arya left. So um,
0: Next time we see Arya, it's dinner at Fitz's place. Fitz goes on this little rant about how the internet has enabled you to get even quicker rejections on the job hunt. Uh, just more like, you know, old-timey stuff is better from, from Ezra. Yeah,
1: Mr. Fucking Fancy and his old-timey yeah. t- fucking typewriter. So Arya
0: throws him a little sugar, but then very quickly has to ask, and this is related to Emily's plotline, if he's ever... No,
1: no, hold on. So it's like... It's like he goes off in this like kind of rant and mm-hmm. she's just like, "Well, oh, I guess there's no point to me like coming over trying to make you feel better. And he's just like, oh, oh you ought to keep up appearances, you know? Mm-hmm. So he like quickly moves her to the couch. Like like Ezra's like, you know, wanting some sugar, like you said. Mm-hmm. And it's like, right, it's like he's about to be like amorous. Like Ari is just like, hmm, have <laughs> you ever tried to help out a student? And he's just like, the look on his face is just like, shit, I'm not getting any well Well, Well,
0: he's also just like, is this a trick you know like are you are you trying to deceive me is this some sort of trap i'm about to walk into what do you mean have i ever tried to help a student
1: what she doesn't realize is that's Arya's foreplay
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah so Arya kind of ponders you know if ellen might have helped out emily at the test and i think ezra's kind of smart because he keeps his mouth shut here mm-hmm. he's learned he let already do all the talking
0: mm-hmm and but I like how he uh, eventually he's like, well, do you think your mom helped her? And Arya doesn't say yes or no. She first builds a whole argument for Ella and why it would potentially be okay for her to tried to help out because yeah. of all these reasons. And then she says, yeah, she might have. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's worried that Ella's gonna get fired now.
1: But it's, it's interesting because like Ezra offers no like opinions of his own. It's all just you know basically like the most he offers is like, well, what do you think?
0: Ezra's got like notes written on the, bu- the soles of his shoes. Not the soles, but the, 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 the inner soul. Yeah. That just say like, like, don't take an opinion on Arya's family. You know, like every yeah. day he puts his shoes on, he reads that and reminds himself. Like, yeah. whatever she says, just, just say, well, what do you think, baby? You know?
1: Yeah. I'm sure Ezra's got like a crazy amount of like personal commandments when it <laughs> comes to dealing with Arya. Um. So later at the coffee place, Ezra runs into Ella. And- oh, let's
0: let's say that for Emily's stuff. Okay, That's, okay, that seems like it fits better there. Um. Yeah, this episode's weird because like Ella and Fitz, but they're involved with Emily. It's worlds colliding.
1: Yeah. Um. Because even the stuff with spoiler Ari and Hannah on and stakeout, I kind of had that in Gen- in the in the Hannah section.
0: I basically put that in like a stakeout section towards the end. Like I get chronological after a while.
1: There is a point in this episode where it gets kind of confusing. I know we're, we're yeah. showing how the sausage is made just because what would typically be the moment at the end where the four liars come together and reveal some secrets and do some stuff, they do that and then like you have like eight but then there's more scenes. individual yeah. scenes, yeah, it's really weird mm-hmm. um so let's talk about Hannah then
0: Hannah. I like Hannah's stuff in this episode. uh this is right after the opening scene where Lucas tried to be all badass. And run away. He, Anna follows him into the cl- into a classroom, empty classroom. Yeah. yeah. And Lucas has this note from the vice principal that he's supposed to give his parents. that says that he's lost his positive attitude and that it's negatively impacting his social interactions and grades. And then Lucas is all impacting, like that's even a word. Hey, Lucas, it is a word.
1: And then the most ridiculous scene of this character ever. Hannah's just like, "Are you okay?" And Dark Lucas is like, "I'm just fine." And he pulls out a goddamn lighter, oh, lights the paper on fire.
0: What do you have a lighter for, then, Lucas? Then you don't it smoke. In the trash. Yeah.
1: And I love that. Like immediately, it's like Caleb comes running in. It's like, well, "What he, the hell is well, going on?" He
0: tosses it in the trash, and and then uh, Lucas takes off. And there's like you know trash in the trash can. So like. A fire starts, basically, and Caleb, like, runs in and, like, puts the fire out with his bottle of water, and he's just like, what the fuck? And Hannah's just like, let's get out of here.
1: Caleb's going to be asking the eternal question of what the fuck Mm -hmm. a lot in this episode.
0: And in life in general, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, later, Hannah and Caleb are at that coffee place. They're having some lattes. They're discussing... Can we point out
0: what Caleb's drinking here? What is he drinking? That's like a caramel macchiato, basically. Not exactly a manly drink. He's like, make sure you put extra whip and some drizzle of caramel on that. (laughs) Extra drizzle.
1: Galeb is like a a domesticated uh, house pet
0: now. Yeah. That's not like uh, an Americano or an espresso. No, he's... Yeah.
1: He's no longer got a dragon hat, too. He's no longer playing a fire. I don't even think he's kicking the hornet's nest anymore.
0: No. Well, when you get to, you know, go to bed with Hannah. I guess you don't have too much to prove or to complain about
1: because they're intimate
0: Mm-hmm. intimate.
1: Um, yeah. So they're discussing dark Lucas here. And Hannah dark says Lucas. that, should uh,
0: we start calling him dark Lucas from now on?
1: <laughs> we have to, he yeah. almost needs to have like, cause he's got like this like fake stubble. He almost needs like be talking in, like a much lower voice the whole time. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, like Hannah a Batman says, voice. Yeah. Yeah. Swear to me. Uh, Hannah says that Luke, I think is you mean, from- swear to me. Much Sorry. better. <laughs> I don't eat falafel. Um, Hannah says that Lucas has uh, gone from sweet to like sour patch kid.
0: At some point we need to have a talk about how little fingers talking to the Batman voice, but that's off topic. Yeah, yeah she definitely is. Yeah. She yeah. talks about how Lucas used to be sweet and Caleb's like, you know, the last thing a guy wants to be called by a girl, especially a girl like you is sweet. Mm. <laughs> and Caleb's like, yeah, he's, he's probably just making up for lost time. He's a senior. Now he's got to do the bad boy stuff. Uh, we find out Caleb doesn't live with Lucas anymore. Where the fuck does Caleb yeah, exactly. live?
1: Exactly. No no answer where. Does Caleb have his own apartment? Is he rooming with Toby? Yeah, I was
0: going to say, he's probably rooming with Toby. They probably like every day, like one, like they probably trade off like even odd days. Like somebody has to take the, the bag of poo out. You yeah, think? Or gonna, do they handle their own bags of poo?
1: <laughs> Caleb's like built an app where you can like hire a service that comes to pick up your poo. Uh, I'm just he's gonna got that app that, that tells
0: you where a toilet is in the city.
1: I'm gonna throw a bone to the Kindle Worlds people. There's probably only one towel, and like the uh, the fashion du jour is like these just guys just like walk around in that soul towel, like talking about their crazy girlfriends,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then they go and have like really fruity coffee drinks,
0: caramel macchiatos.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, just Caleb just extra to Lucas. drizzle. <laughs> Caleb's like, "Don't spare the whip." Don't spare <laughs> the whip.
0: Hannah wants Caleb to go talk to Dark Lucas. And he's like, fine, I will, but, you know, we need to be clear about this other situation with Mona. And I like how Hannah, like, they, they kind of argue a little bit about that, and Hannah's just like, okay. And Caleb says, okay, meaning you won't go there anymore? And Hannah says, you're sweet.
1: <laughs> now, the way that uh, Ashley Benson plays that is wonderful to me.
0: Yeah, it's so I- it's condescending but affectionate at the same time.
1: I understand where the rest of their scenes together go for the rest of this episode, mm-hmm. but I kind of like, I almost can't side with Caleb here. I mean, he's right, yeah. but like she made it pretty clear in that, in that moment, you know, what she's going to do. And yeah. By you're saying your you're sweet.
0: That's not her saying, yes, I agree not to go see Mona. That's, that's her saying like, Haha, That's so funny that you think you can control me. You know?
1: She's like, go ahead and put the other foot down, too, and mm-hmm. see how much that like stops me in my tracks. Yeah, so the next day, Caleb storms into the empty chemistry classroom where Lucas is all by himself looking at something under a microscope.
0: This is a Caleb Dark Lucas bro-down. It's bro-down time. And Caleb's just like, hey, bro,
1: yo, bro, Like, what's up? You tried to set my girlfriend on fire, bro.
0: Mm-hmm. And Lucas is like, yeah, sorry about that. I was being ground down by trivial bureaucracy. Fuck you. And Caleb's Lucas. just like, God, douche.
1: First of all, <laughs> Lucas is not like Rorschach. <laughs> well,
0: it's like, who do you think you're talking to, Lucas, Dark Lucas? Yeah. <laughs> Caleb has dealt with actual bad guys. Exactly. He's like trivial bureaucracy. Like I'm literally in the system. I'm like a foster kid.
1: Yeah, really. Uh,
0: yeah so Lucas is basically like why don't you mind your own business uh, and he he doesn't like want Hannah worrying about him like a pet
1: yeah, yeah he's not Hannah's pet uh, he's she's got bigger things to worry about Lucas says and Caleb's like you know I know all about Mona being a that's ancient history and Dark Lucas is like current events ripped from the
0: headlines and then he tells a little like factoid about icebergs Dark Lucas does and how he's like you know icebergs turn over uh and all all the stuff that's underneath comes to the surface and caleb's like is this a threat and lucas dark lucas says no it's an observation
1: if if dark lucas was played from here on out by peter baelish he'd have a lot more teeth
0: like Mm -hmm.
1: let's just say two things two notes about lucas here number one he's a piece of human garbage
0: lucas fucking wishes he were littlefinger
1: I I am amazed that like Dark Lucas has made me like despise this character more than I've despised previous characters in this well,
0: show. I think, I think Lucas and, and Dark Lucas, I think they think that they're hot shit because they like know how to do some shit on the internet. Yeah. But I Absolutely. really he's I I think he's dumber than Hannah. Like I really do. Like oh, I, I don't I, think I, he's I, very intelligent at all. He just he just knows, he just knows some big stuff. words.
1: Well, and, and we don't really know that he knows how to do internet stuff. He knows how to set up eBay auctions. Yeah, and take like, some photos. Watch, like, like, cat videos. But I want to add, in addition to just, like, the weird stubble and the dirty clothes, the makeup here, he really looks like he's been up all night doing cocaine. I mean, he's, like, right around the eyes. He's, Dark, like, Thurk Lucas sweaty. Lucas isn't cool enough for that. No, he's not acting like he's on coke. He just looks like he's been up in, like, a drug den, like, eating shit
0: probably like trying to like snort mountain dew or something
1: <laughs> powdered alcohol yeah. it's coming to america and lucas eventually leaves and leaving caleb wondering like what yet again what the
0: fuck well caleb does have kind of a weird slightly sinister look on his face at the end of this scene maybe it's just concern this he's this just like episode. man what happened at dark lucas
1: here's the drinking game for this episode that will end you up in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Every time one character drops some kind of ridiculousness and then storms off stage, leaving another character, to like look pa- where they were with yeah. like, confusion or play emote something like take a shot. Mm-hmm. It happens. So, especially in this storyline alone. Um, So later after the, uh, the powwow there in Spencer's room, Hannah goes to Radley, of course, she's, Waiting outside, like a common room, like waiting to be buzzed in, and she looks in. It's like a, kind of this middle great door, uh, and she's watching Mona talking to some of the other female patients there, showing them fashion magazines. Yeah, Mona's like
0: showing them all magazines.
1: Yeah, she looks more awake and lively and animated than we've seen her previously.
0: So Hannah walks in, and Mona sees her, and Mona gives her this very it's a disarming and guileless smile that you just know isn't sincere.
1: But it it still also kind of feels a little bit warm, at least warmer. Well, it it, it feels
0: warm, and yet it's like it's like you know that you like you you absolutely cannot trust Mona, even though she, from appearances, seems very inviting and like pleased to see Hannah. It's like yeah. if your guard isn't up, you're an idiot. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah uh so later hannah and mona sit by themselves there in that common room
0: well, there, mona is there's this... a little bit where they're walking together where mona has a hand around uh hannah's elbow hmm. like almost like hannah's guiding her it's it's a very weird like physically intimate uh thing as they walk together
1: hmm. yeah mona is she's kind of like a a mellow manic here she's like rambling on about how her oh I has a dialogue
0: oh do you yeah she says I drink a lot of water. My mouth is always really dry. It's the pills. Really dry, so I drink a lot of water. Sort of like a cleanse. Do you want some water? And he says, no, I'm I'm fine, thanks. And Mona says, me too.
1: And it's just like, uh, you seem really different since the last time I saw you.
0: And Mona's like, it's a the medication they have me on. It makes you really thirsty.
1: Yeah, And then they won't give her gum in here. Like, what's the deal with that?
0: Yeah. And so Hannah's like, you know, has anyone else come to see you? And Mona says that her parents came, and it was just really awkward. Which because they
1: they sit there and stare at her like they don't know who she is. Which,
0: which awkward is probably the last word that would come to mind when I think about such a scene. Yeah, like there's a lot of emotions you can imagine being uh, conjured up by such a scene awkward is the uh, the most superficial so it, it fits that mona describes it that way because he can tell she's pretending to be open but she obviously still has a guard up here
1: it's it the word awkward like it it fits but it's also the last word you would use mm-hmm.
2: um
1: but she yeah, says so that
0: uh, also you know even though she's she, when she was quiet she still knew hannah was here and that helped and um, Hannah,
1: dur- during all this, Mona is, like, she's very up. She's very giddy. Mm-hmm. Hannah's much more reserved. There's almost, like, a like a touch of, like, annoyance
0: well, especially when Mona's manicness. Especially when Mona says, we've had our ups and downs, and I've had to forgive myself for a lot of that. Yeah. And it's, like, Hannah has this non-plus look on her face, like, really, bitch? You had to forgive yourself? No.
1: <laughs> um... So Anna basically she wants like the straight dope here and and how you know she, they thought it was over now that like Mona's in Rally, but it's obviously not over. And they want to know how Mona knows it's not over. And um Do you have this? I, I yes response? I do.
0: <laughs> I'll try to do it some justice. Janelle Parrish's reading of the, the lines here are awesome because they're it's so sincere and yet like superficial at the same time. Yeah. Uh Mona says, Oh, I'm sorry somebody's giving you such a hard time. You have to be so careful these days. It's like you can't trust anybody, not even family. But don't worry, you're always having me. I'm not going to forget any of you. So tell me, did they ever find what's left of Allison?
1: And then this big, cute smile. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, Janelle Parrish, like, this whole whole Mona and Radley storyline is basically her auditioning for, like, Harley
0: Quinn. Oh, that would be awesome, yeah. And
1: guess what? I'm casting her. It's done. She's Harley Quinn now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Yeah, again, Hannah, as 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 par with this episode, Hannah Lee is more confused than when she arrived. As she's heading down the hallway, she sees down another hallway, like, Dark Lucas is talking to a nurse. So she, like, ducks down a corner and hides and watches as Dark Lucas heads into the like, common room to, like, basically see Mona. Yeah. And Hannah's just like, what the what?
0: So Hannah goes outside and Caleb's there waiting and I didn't get all the dialogue here. Cause basically they just, they, they fight about Mona.
1: Well, the, the, the she, she walks out, she sees Caleb. Caleb's doing that thing where he's like, he's like, just like leaning against the post, you know, mm-hmm. his arms folded. And Hannah's just like, are you following me? And Caleb's just like, no, that would mean I didn't know where you were going. And I was pretty sure <laughs> of that.
0: <laughs> so they, they argue and, and, uh, at one point, Caleb calls her Madhouse Mona, and I like how Caleb or Hannah takes offense to that. Yeah. Like, even though Hannah has a, a lot of emotions about Mona, she still doesn't like other people, like, you know, being mean and belittling She's her. She's still very protective of her, yeah. And she says, you know, there's another Mona in there, the one I grew up with, you know, not the one that did this and this and this and ran me over with her car. And then, and then, like, she stops because Caleb's like, what? And Hannah's like, oh, right. Like, you didn't know that she ran me over with that car. Never mind.
1: (laughs) Well, it's interesting the things that she does bring up. She brings up that, uh, the other Mona is the one who tore up Caleb's Mm letter, tortured her friends and ran her over the car.
0: And he's like, she, she was the one who ran over the car. And Hannah's like, well, technically I went over it, you know, anyway, forget about that. (laughs) Um, and Caleb, you know, he wants the truth. and it's kind of a, somewhat of a callback to the conversation Hannah has with Allison in the hospital about you know the truth you know you you say you want the truth but you really don't uh you know the truth is never easy and then uh, dark lucas walks out and like right into their little argument there and so hannah immediately jumps down his throat about like why he's visiting mona
1: yeah and he says that he's he's there for the same reason that she is to see if mona is actually mental uh, and Hannah's like, why would Mona pretend to be crazy? And Lucas is like, well, it's better than going to jail. And then uh, he basically accuses Hannah of being stupid for not having considered that Mona might be faking it. Even though I think Hannah probably just witnessed Mona faking it there inside Radley. And then Dark Lucas says, it's better for a lot of people if Mona stays crazy, Right
0: yeah and then like walks away as as both you know we have two people both hannah and caleb staring after him frowning and confused
1: i mean like <laughs> there's so much of that in this episode it's wonderful
0: mm-hmm. um i guess that's chad lowe's like go-to uh like directing move, move. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah he's just like guys i'm gonna revolutionize we got to
0: watch for that in the next time chad lowe directs an episode
1: yeah really uh so do you want to talk about the stakeout out here
0: uh no no, let's let's say that towards the end. Okay. Because this other stuff's fairly minor character stuff, so let's talk about Emily.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, uh, so, after Emily gets the, the grade 94, she goes and confronts Ella about her test, and she's like, I couldn't have gotten to 94 because I didn't complete it, and she's worried that somebody else did something to her test, and she doesn't want to be thought of as a cheater.
1: Yeah. And, and Ella's
0: basically is just like, be cool,
1: bitch. Like, uh. Ella says,
0: it's all right. The test was completed. Yeah. The grade is accurate. Everything's <laughs> all right. And Emily's just like, oh, fuck this, you know.
1: Sometimes I don't know if like, uh, Holly Marie Combs is like playing this very aloofness, like as a choice or if it's bad acting or if she's actually a robot.
0: <laughs> um, so, later on, Emily's talking to Aria and she's basically like saying like aria i think like your mom finished the test for me like that's basically what it sounded like she was saying and aria's like well maybe my mom's just being really protective after the divorce you know at least it's not a and emily kind of smartly she's like no but it's a secret and you know that's what a traffics in she's like a mean girl magnet
1: yeah and so they talk about how the original mean girl mona is locked up in radley and this is a new a one that digs up bodies yeah
0: Arya has the the fun line you know i can't believe we're talking about a i thought we were done with this when we grabbed mona but we're right back in the same place
1: yeah so emily kind of gets gets tough here and saying that she they didn't go through all that shit you know before just a crawl under someone else's thumb now and that she's
0: way more angry
1: than scared now
0: and Arya is basically like can i get a little of your like righteous justice
1: yeah let me just let me get a little closer just let me get a little um so after school uh well this is the- where
0: Ezra runs into Ella at the brew and he wants to talk to Ella about Emily. This is fun all these e names. I'm trying not to screw any of them up. <laughs> Ella wants to talk to Ezra or no Ezra wants to talk to Ella about Emily. Not Arya. Um but <laughs> obviously, you know, they're the girls talk. That's why they're having this conversation. Uh Ella says a uh, Hackett, the vice principal wants to talk about a grading practice cuz the office got an anonymous note about her showing favoritism and, and her, like, grading policies or whatever. And
1: Well, it's, it's interesting is that uh, at first, Ella says uh, the office got a note from a student about favoritism. Mm. And then Ezra asks, who's the student? Which I thought was just interesting. Not that it matters to Ezra, in a way, but... Well, who
0: who knew besides Emily that uh, Ella might have helped out? Aria?
1: Hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, plus we, we've never really seen any any sign that Ezra knew who any of his own students were <laughs> besides these four girls. Yeah, like Mona. but only Mona because she called him Mr. Fritz. Yeah.
0: Well, Nella says, you know, I've done a very foolish and short sighted thing. I like how Ezra is basically like, yeah, I've kind of been there, if you know what I mean.
1: <laughs> high, five? Yeah. No high five. No high five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, she says that she's going to handle like Emily did. She's going to tell the truth. Or she's just going to blame it on Ezra.
0: Because if Ezra had, like, shown up at her class in the last episode sooner, he he would have stopped her. Or not stopped her, but just his presence would have stopped her from, uh, you know, turning in that fake test.
1: Yeah, so she basically says that uh, with everything else going on in her life, she always thought that she, you know, work was that one place where she was okay and had perspective. But no.
0: No. Nope. Uh, home life shit spilling into work. Uh, so back at school, Emily comes to see Ella and it's funny cause like Emily's like, I'm here to like take the blame and my punishment, even though she didn't do anything wrong. But then Ella's like, no, no, Emily, it's not your fault at all. I will be the one taking the blame. Uh, and as they are like, you know, trying to like take the blame from each other, Fitz and the uh, vice principal Hackett walk up. And it's, it's full-on, like, patriarchy. You know, they're, they're, just, they're they walking up laughing, like,
1: ha, 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 Hang each other in the back. They might as well be, like, smoking cigars and talking about serious scotch.
0: hmm And Ella's like, oh, you wanted to see me, vice principal. And he's just like, no, no, no. We worked it all out, me and, uh, you know, old sport Fitz here. Uh, Fitz basically said that he asked Ella to grade the test early in front of him so he could see how Emily did because he just was so excited to see how emily did you know uh, but it might have looked like favoritism he didn't say that's like a british accent yeah and so like the, the two men here are like oh it's all cool and both ella and emily are kind of just like eh, you know like that's great i'm not in trouble but it's still kind of annoying i have to ponder like is ezra like the some kind of like
1: young guns like mr chips like educational twink that all the other like older men of like faculty and men of letters are like obsessed with. Like
0: I think so, yeah. It's like
1: are like all the older like male teachers are fool themselves. Do they have like a crush on Ezra?
0: Ezra's he's living the dream. He's a like a young, cool guy writer, living in a loft, sleeping with a student.
1: He's like he's like yeah, he's magically like slept his way to the middle and then to the bottom. <laughs> um
0: and yeah, later so on then, there's this scene with Ellen fits in the cafeteria where Fitz is trying to get like a soda out of the soda machine this and is it's not working. And he's like, Oh, I should remember this thing. Also like steals your money. And I love how uh, Ella comes over and does like the, she does like the guy thing where she pounds on the, uh, the machine and then it kicks out a soda for Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. totally gender reversed. Yeah. Fitz, Fitz is always going to have that no matter who he's with. Exactly.
1: Yeah. She's, you know, she's pissed off that he stepped in on her behalf. Um, and Ezra, he kind of bullshits that he, you know, she's like, Well, when did you, I, I didn't know you even knew, like, Hackett, Vice President Hackett. Ezra's like, Well, I don't, but I know that he hates conflicts, and the only thing he hates more than conflicts is making a decision, so I wanted to give him a way out.
0: Yeah, gave him a way out. He took it. It was pretty easy. Secretly, I'm, kind of, I'm I a master understand. manipulator if anyone's taking notes right now.
1: I don't understand their, uh, their excuse anyways it's like him and ezra or ella, well, no this is like, this
0: is the this is the excuse the they got a note saying that ella was being uh like unfair in her grading practices and so that's that's what she had to, like they didn't know ella like literally cheated on someone's test for them no no they but just,
1: i mean what is the excuse that ezra pushed so like, the the excuse and ella just like were masturbating over emily's test and, like no the, the excuse is that he
0: showed up and asked Ella to grade the test in front of him to see how she did. And that that might've shown like favoritism towards, you know, Ah, the grading. And so, and you know, like if somebody else were to observe that, they'd be like, Oh, like someone's getting special treatment. They're
1: twisting the perspective of the note. I gotcha. Um, yeah. So Ezra and Ella then kind of realize that they're terrible role models. Um, (laughs) and Ezra's like, you know, by the way, I didn't do this because of Aria. And I want, I want Ella to be like, by the way, I don't care.
0: Well, so, uh, Ella's like, why did you do it? And he offers a couple other reasons why he used to be a teacher, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I, the one that probably means the most here is he says, you know, it's because we used to be friends. And basically, like, he's he's doing her a solid because they used to be pals before she found out he was boning her, her kid. I, and
1: I don't know. I feel like if we went back and, like, rewatched those episodes or at least re listened to ourselves. I don't think they were friends. I think they were coworkers and maybe Ella had a, was the beginnings
0: of like a, an innocent crush. I don't know. I mean, workplace friends, you know, work friends. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, uh, do we need to come back to Emily later? Should we talk about the end or talk about it now? Let's just let's just get it out of the way now. This happens at the end of the episode, but there's there's one last scene where Emily goes into the brew to kind of confront Ezra, because um, she's basically like Emily's like I'm sick. People lying to help me out. Like basically like stop trying to stop taking away my agency. You know I know you're trying to help. Yeah. But you got to stop, stop, stop doing stop, that.
1: Stop treating me like I'm made out of glass. Mm-hmm.
0: And she's tired of people feeling sorry sorry for her. You know and that's not what she needs from her teacher. She needs them to teach. Uh, that whole, stop t- making me feel like I'm made out of glass, like, you know, Emily, for the past two episodes, you were, like, mopey and McMopes a lot, you know, like, you were a total killjoy to everyone in the room, but now you don't want to be treated that way. Just saying.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like when, uh, what's his name, for fucking like Bowser Galactica, lost all that weight in one episode.
0: It's exactly like that, yeah.
1: It's exactly like that,
0: yeah. yeah. So Ezra apologizes, and he's like, yeah, you're right. Basically, I'm a terrible person. Um, but then he, he pulls out, like, another test for Emily to take on the same material just to, like, make her feel better about the grade that she got.
1: Yeah, it's it's a pretty good scene there where he mm-hmm. hands her another test, and he says, go ahead and start this. I'm going to go get up, and I'm going to get your you know, your, your drink, whatever your favorite is, whatever the hell it is you order, you know.
0: Well, you know, Ezra spends a lot of time at the uh, the coffee place, Every one of those drinks is like four bucks at least, right? Right. Uh, I mean, maybe it's three bucks if this is like the local place. It's not Starbucks, but if you're unemployed, how much money do you really have to be spending on coffee? Are you implying that Ezra secretly has a, another like revenue stream? I, I don't know. That could be it. It could be he's not very good with his money.
1: You know? <laughs> well, I mean, I. I it's like, holy shit, her. I'm broke. There are times when Ezra's apartment looks like a real shithole, and there are times when it looks like this could be a pretty fancy, like downtown, like asshole, like loft thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I bet it's not cheap.
0: I had no idea how much rent would be in a place like Rosewood,
1: like downtown Rosewood. Yeah, which is I I would love.
0: I would love to live in downtown Rosewood.
1: Yeah, really. I mean, like. you have no real con. I kind of wish that you had more of a concept of like the map if they kind of laid that out through the mechanics of the story. Is like, is Ezra's apartment building like across the street from the brew? I would love for that.
0: It seems like it's nearby. Yeah, it's in that like downtown like, area.
1: Ezra to like be opening like the the balcony doors to like drop his bag of shit to the street below, <laughs> and like these spies like Toby dropping his bag of shit, and they just stare at each other. They just nod. Yeah,
0: they do the the brew nod. Uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, All right, Spencer. Yeah, Spencer. Only not Spencer, Melissa. It's Melissa. This is the first time we've seen her in season three, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, I believe so.
0: It's Melissa crouching over the fireplace at Casa Hastings, sweeping up some ashes, some new ashes, or black ashes, sweeping them onto a newspaper, and then taking them over and putting them in the trash. Not at, a, all <laughs> at all suspiciously.
1: What a wonderful visual metaphor to the audience. In case yeah. you didn't know, this chick has some old dead things to hide. <laughs> you
0: know what I love is that this is never addressed in the episode. All you, you no. just this is how you're introduced to Melissa. She's just burned something, probably yeah. evidence, because that's what the Hastings do, yeah, and then exactly. put it in the trash. Put in the and trash.
1: That's really they do. I feel like this is like a weekly practice in the Hastings home. <laughs> oh. oh, also, um, she's so,
0: she's not pregnant.
1: Yeah, she's uh, looking good, looking mm. tight. Spencer uh, walks in. They have a pretty chilly chit-chat.
0: Um Something about Melissa's been in D.C., and Spencer's trying to be like, well, how's the weather? How you doing? But it's pretty cold. It's not... No one's really interested in making conversation, or at least Melissa's not. Uh yeah. And then Veronica Hastings blows in, and it's just like, gather around. I'm only doing this once.
1: <laughs> yeah, Veronica reveals that she's representing Garrett Reynolds. Well, but the way she says, like... The rest of the town is going to find this out soon. So I'm Mm. going to tell you two now or something like
0: that. I love all the reasons she gives in this conversation. First, she's like, you know, we spoke at the firm and we think I should uh, take over the case. And then she's like, well, you know, I spoke to his mother and I know what it's like to be the mother of somebody falsely accused. And then she's like, well, you know, his public defender is a dunce and he's way out of his league. You know, he'll have no chance with him. And then she's like, you know, I found, I talked to Garrett, I found a story credible. It's like the rationale keeps changing as Spencer keeps hammering her with new questions about why the fuck is she doing this?
1: Yeah, yeah. Spencer's cross-examining the fuck out of her. She's just like, you know, the police have evidence, and Veronica's just like, and I'd like to see it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: uh, Melissa yeah, doesn't seem to about, mind. No, Melissa's like. Like, she's on, like, Quaaludes. I mean, she's like <laughs> pretty calm during all this. Pretty, yeah. like, checked out. Uh Veronica talks a lot of shit about the public defender, the local public defender, saying that he couldn't even get a change of venue. And she's like, she wants to, like, scoff. Like, yeah. change of venue. Pfft, idiot. Hector. <laughs> um She also, oh, uh, like, uh, so Spencer's like, you know, there's probably plenty of, like, lawyers who could defend Garrett and do a good job. And Veronica's like, yeah, but none of them would do a pro bono. And Spencer's <laughs> like what the fuck yeah Spencer almost explodes um <laughs> she points out that this is the man who killed her best friend and killed the girl that Emily loved and is basically just like allegedly
0: allegedly and Spencer's allegedly just like that, uh, hey Melissa not
1: that, not
0: that he killed yeah Spencer's just like hey Melissa you want to you want to speak up here this involves you and Melissa's like, you know, I lost any interest in this, uh, you know, any interest I had in this ended three months ago. Yeah. And then I just wrote in my notes, Spencer has been lawyered by Hastings and Hastings.
1: <laughs> so later Spencer comes downstairs again. Every time she comes down those stairs, it's says something new and terrible. She comes downstairs is Melissa's porn. I'm going to let that
0: one off. slide. Huh? No, one. Yeah
1: she's uh she's pouring herself a glass of wine and uh melissa says when you tell mom later be accurate this is my second not including lunch
0: because lunch doesn't count i got like how like she could have had like five at lunch but that was lunch so you know yeah
1: Yeah, so spencer wants to know how melissa really feels well
0: first she says that's none of my business and melissa says that is correct (laughs) but yeah how do you really feel about this and Melissa she's basically like claiming indifference and Spencer's like I don't believe you because I'm Spencer Hastings and like my mania is all consuming uh and she's like you know you're on that tape with Garrett in Allie's room right before Allie died and Melissa has to drop the for once in your life stop trying to be the smartest person in the room climb out of Spencer's world and see that some people have lost everything everything
1: i literally for a minute there i thought she was gonna say spencer why don't you just climb out of my ass <laughs> just climb right out of my
0: if ass, you could, could just you do climb that? on out could
1: you do that spencer's I like I, I simply a cannot minute, a 10 minute scene <laughs> of Tori devito asking her to climb out of her ass
0: mm-hmm. um yeah so um, well, there's some dialogue here where Spencer's like, you know, I, I wanted when you called, you know, in June, I wanted to go but mom wouldn't let me and, and Melissa's like, you know, I just wanted mom then, you know, and Spencer says, I'm sorry you lost your baby.
1: Now, okay, so this is really the first time it's addressed that Melissa lost the baby, right?
0: Yeah, and it, it is interesting because this is one of those, it's like they intentionally wrote it not to be expositiony. Uh-huh. Um, because uh, normally it'd be like, oh yeah, like in the in S one S three one, they'd be like, you know, Melissa lost the baby this summer. Like even th- like there'd be no reason for a character to say that, but they'd say it. But instead, mm-hmm. they ha- they're having this conversation like. We we're already filled in, even though we're not. And so we we kind of, we've we've assumed this th- probably happened. And now we kind of have this confirmation that, yes, Melissa had a miscarriage at some point. I, mean, I know the they've,
1: they've dropped the occasional reference to Melissa in the previous two episodes. But, mm-hmm. like, what I love, too, is that you have one full scene of Melissa where she's clearly not pregnant. And nobody really addresses it. They wait the yeah. second scene to bring it up. And then it's just kind of casual, like, you know, back in June when you called. I did try to go out there, whatever it's. Yeah. It's very interesting the way they deliver that. It's kind of contrary to the usual mm-hmm. TV style. Um, so then, you know, Melissa says she's getting ready. Like Melissa leaves a room like nobody else on this show. Um, <laughs> she says that, you know, she hopes that Veronica does get Garrett off guilty or innocent. And Spencer's just like, why?
0: <laughs> Cause he's the only one who told Melissa the truth.
1: Of all the men I've had to deal with, he's the only one who's ever told me the truth. The only one. I figured it out too late, but I figured it out. And then she walks out and they come <laughs> back to Spencer, who's just like, the fuck does that mean? I have so many questions. <laughs> I don't know why she's in chase after Melissa, like turn her around and be like, please use your words. What does that mean? What I think, her, I think her
0: mind is just too blown, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's Just like processing.
1: I mean, like, Tori is like, mentally or verbally, like, throwing down, like, smoke bombs and disappearing. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I think this next scene is when Arya leaves the room in that one scene we were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, she's, yeah, where she's, Spencer, uh,
1: after Arya's band practice with Jenna.
0: Spencer tells Hannah and Emily that her mom gave her prepared statement and declined to answer questions. You know, re taking Garrett's case.
1: But Spencer's uh, positive that Melissa put Veronica up to it.
0: Mm-hmm. Emily thinks that Veronica is afraid of something Garrett will say, and Hannah suggests, she's like, I have a theory. What if the baby was Garrett's?
1: So she's like, yuck.
0: Well, oh, and then there's this whole conversation about like why why would that have been hidden? It's like, well, maybe maybe she married Ian because uh, that was like more like, you know, acceptable than marrying a, a she public yeah
1: I mean, my parents may not have liked Ian, but at least he still had it over a civil servant. Which
0: is a A cop really below the P.E. teacher on, like, the Hastings, like, social Uh, graph?
1: Well, he's not, like, a detective.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, P.E. teacher? That's not exactly impressive.
1: Okay, so, well... P.E. teacher is is
0: where you, like, like the dumbest person on the faculty, they're the P.E. teacher, and they also teach history.
1: Yeah, but he's not even, like, a history teacher. You know, he's just yeah. like the, the girls lacrosse coach who has his own office for some reason. <laughs> I I feel like if Garrett hadn't been arrested at the end of season two, he would probably be detective in season three because he went from like just the beat cop to the guy who drives the suspects from like the crime scene to the interrogation.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: somehow he like worked his way up to like the evil detective, like who needs his like, like coffee crony, like discusses the, like nefarious like suspicions about. These girls, like, Garrett's that guy. He's just, like, listening, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, yeah, he would have been putting on a suit and tie in no time. But, sadly, no. Yeah, so they, they mentioned, you know, the fact that Garrett had mentioned medical records to Spencer and how those could, like, you know, blow this whole thing wide open. But that Jenna thing's probably wouldn't have mattered to Veronica, but Melissa's medical records would have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when Arya comes back in the room.
0: Yeah, so let's talk about the stakeout now, because there's kind of like this intercutting between Spencer's stuff and the stakeout that it's all.
1: The stakeout starts off with uh, Ari and Hannah uh, are in, I think it's Hannah's car, Hannah's driver. Yeah, it's a Mercedes. It's a nice car. Uh, They're parked like, I don't know, two doors down from uh, Jenna's house, and it's four o'clock on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, they're... They're waiting to follow her. And then th- this whole bit, is like we're intercutting back and forth, you know, cut over to Spencer. Spencer's calling a hospital where Melissa apparently was supposedly had her miscarriage. Right. And Spencer's pretending to be Melissa to get her medical records. Uh, so uh, I, I love that Spencer is just violating HIPAA left and right. Um, cut back to Aria and Hannah. You're talking about, you know, how like, you know, Fitz knowing, like, Fitz knows what Ella did for Emily. And Hannah's like, wish I had a teacher like that, uh, which could be taken a couple ways. Uh, and Arya and, you know, like it's all, Hannah's like, oh, poor M. And Arya's like, oh, well, I think poor M's getting a little tired of being called poor M.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so the hospital tells Spencer they have no record of her being, you know, her being Melissa at the facility. And Spencer's like, I had a miscarriage. Uh, are you sure? Can you check under uh, Thomas? It might have been using my husband's name. Uh, back in the car Hannah regrets not asking Lucas point blank if he, you, you know about being at the masquerade with Jenna and like who the black swan was even with Caleb right there
1: yeah um and then so when they cut back to Spencer again she's I mean she's playing all the angles she's pretty smart she's like oh we, well, you know
0: we skipped uh, one thing where, where it's oh, where Hannah says that uh Caleb didn't say a, a word on the whole drive home from Radley and Hannah says, honestly, I think he was scared to ask me anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, as, I've,
1: as I've espoused before, Caleb is possibly the most normal guy on the show. and His head has to be exploding. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Wherever it is, he has to go back to wherever the hell he is. I love, too, that Caleb seemingly has no vehicle. I know, like, later on you'll see Caleb riding a bus on something, but, like, is that just how Kayla gets around, like public transportation?
0: Well, Rosewood's a pretty small place. You probably don't need a car.
1: I don't know. I mean, it depends on where Radley is, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is there a bus that goes to Radley? Um, but yeah, so Spencer, she's pretty smart. Like, oh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe I've got the wrong hospital. Maybe it was a different hospital. And the woman on the phone is like, well, if you're at the Hanover, like this is the only hospital like the other nearest hospitals that like go quite a ways away
0: nearest ER is three towns over. Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, a cab comes and picks up Jenna Thing. So Ari and Hannah start following.
1: And they, they do this great, like, uh, like Spencer call Emily, tell her that we're following Jenna.
0: <laughs> so, uh, then Spencer calls the Hanover resort. I think it's like a hotel resort. Um, and she does some little social engineering to get some more info, you know, like.
1: That's me, Melissa again,
0: yeah. Yeah, like I want to make sure my credit card statement is correct. It says I stayed there these days. Is that what you have? Um, so they tell her that Melissa stayed three more days. Like she has Melissa checking out on the tenth. They say she checked out on the thirteenth, and that there's an additional room for Veronica Hastings starting on the tenth. And so. I, I
1: feel like there's like a deleted scene where it's like. Uh, like, Melissa gets, like, like checks her, like, credit card statement, and she's just like, what the fuck? I'm being charged again?
0: <laughs> so, now we know that, uh, obviously the miscarriage did not happen when they said it happened. And Veronica knew about this, because Veronica went out there and, like, chilled out at, like, the spa at this uh, resort for three days with uh, Melissa. They, they're probably just like, hey, let's get away from Spencer for a weekend. You know, <laughs> I'll fake a reason for you to come out here.
1: Uh, A miscarriage? Nobody will question that. Mm -hmm. Nobody will question (laughs) that. Yeah. So, uh, Ari and Hannah have followed uh, Jenna to, like, a doctor's office. Uh, Jenna goes inside from the cab. Um, Their plan is to basically wait a few minutes, wait till she clears the waiting room, and then they're going to go in and see what kind of doctor it is. Mm -hmm. And as they're, like, concocting this plan, that, is it a Mustang?
0: Yeah, it's a Mustang.
1: Yeah, that- the Mustang, the powder blue Mustang pulls out of an alleyway nearby and drives past them.
0: Mm-hmm. So again, it's like, follow that car, call and Spencer and him. The
1: Mustang that's being driven by the Jennifer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they, the four of them then meet up. They've tracked Jenna's car to a gun store.
0: Oh, I love the shot of the four liars approaching the Mustang, Spencer in the lead, looking very determined, you know? Yeah, yeah yeah jenna's Um, gone into a gun range probably for target practice that's what the earplugs would have been for
1: it's uh it's definitely jenna's car it's the car that emily saw that night um the girls press spencer on you know did you get like are they going to send melissa's records and she's just like oh yeah that there's not going to be the records Melissa lied (laughs) anyway (laughs) so the girls there they're not quite the car yet they watch jenna come out and she gets in the car and hannah wants to like march over there and just get some answers so they try to like stop her but they yeah
0: spencer tries to stop hannah she's like hannah's like no fuck this like hannah's getting some answers and so i love how hannah she goes and stands right in front of the car so jenna like starts to pull out looks up sees hannah and has to like slam on the brakes and hannah has this just wonderful satisfied smile like like it's a smile that you like you shake your head back and forth you're so fucking pleased with yourself you know as she like stares at you know locks eyes at jenna and jenna kind of realizes that she's busted um, oh,
1: she says wow jenna what a sight for sore eyes
0: i'd say uh tam and sursak here really really beautiful green eyes like those are super bright green like yeah. this is we rarely get to see her eyes and usually they're had like the like like weird like blind makeup on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're kinda like seeing them naturally here. Yeah, really, she looks like a real person. Really here. green eyes, yeah. Yeah.
1: She doesn't look like uh, like a creature from like a Japanese horror movie anymore. Mm-hmm. Um but this is a great scene because well and and Hannah looks amazing. Like the the satisfaction on her face. I mean she's glowing. Um but I want to say that whenever you suspect something no matter how bad it is it's always kind of better when you're right (laughs) um yeah so the jenna thing looks up sees hannah there and she's like well
0: fuck
1: (laughs) so later the girls are Jenna in an alleyway i
0: think we need to talk to talk about what happens at radley here
1: oh yeah so this great shot of mona
0: cut to radley yeah
1: mona's talking to somebody at radley
0: talking about how her uncle taught her all the solitaire games and how you only need a deck of cards, like keep yourself company. And she says, you know, she lists off all these different solitaire type games, but she likes Klondike the best. Uh, she likes the way it looks, which I just want to point out the way it looks is red and black. Uh, you know, like cross, cross together. So eight colors, just pointing that out. Uh, and then we see who she's talking to and it's Caleb. And is it me or does Caleb like, his first, like, kind of reaction shot in this, he looks like he's, like, brainwashed or something. Like, it's, his eyes are glazed over, like, I like he's not
1: glazed over. I just got that he's just kind of silent and just, like, taking this all in.
0: The first time I, I yeah, saw it, like I was like, oh, my God, her she, herself. like, hypnotized him or something. <laughs> that would be wonderful. But he tries to talk all tough. He's like, don't mess with Hannah, you know, and he's like, you're laughing at all of us in there in your head, aren't you? And he's just like, you know, the funny thing is, is I can walk out of here and you can't. You're just a joke. And, and then it,
1: she's like, the, you know what? You're a lousy kisser.
0: And then she, she does this thing where she kind of stares at him for like a beat or two. And then she flips the table and starts screaming and losing her shit. Like it's, it's amazing. Like she just it like goes completely bonkers, like out of nowhere. Like she just flips the switch and, and suddenly she's having to be restrained. And, and Caleb is just like, holy shit. You know? Yeah.
1: I wanted to be one of those things where, uh, like, all the other crazies are now set off by her. Yeah, like, like a bunch of car alarms going off at once. But like, Caleb gets the fuck out of
0: there. Yeah, she just starts screaming like a mad woman. Uh, you know, like just every, like four people have to restrain her, and she's like just like kicking and pulling, and it's great. Yeah, well uh, done, well done, Janelle Parish.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, later the girls are confronting Jenna in an alleyway, and there's a great thing where like they're fuck, they're in the a fucking alleyway. They're, like, doing that thing where, like, there's, like, that, that chain-link fence right in the middle of the alleyway. And, like, they're backing Jenna towards it. Mm-hmm. And so, I just want to say real quick that Arya is wearing a skirt that has skulls all over it. <laughs> well, of course she is. Yeah. Um, so, they reveal that, that Jenna's been able to see since the first surgery. So that's basically the the second to last episode of season two?
0: Yeah, it's weird. Cause I, I feel like some people might watch this and think, oh, she could always see. But I don't think that's what they're trying to suggest. I think they're suggesting that back when she had that surgery in like S2E23 or whatever, like that's that's when she could start seeing again. But to the characters on the show, it's been like six months or whatever. So to them, it's like you could see all this time. Even though it's like, you know, only a couple episodes later.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, she said that she's, you know, been continuing to pretend to be blind as protection. If people Um, think
0: that you're blind, they get careless. You see what they don't think you see.
1: Yeah. And she kind of reminds them that somebody, they try to burn a house down with her inside of it. Well, I I like it.
0: That's so (laughs) good. We're probably going to say the same thing here.
1: But Hannah's just like, you are so twisted. And Jenna's just like, well, I wonder how I got that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was going to point out the same thing. Hannah is really enjoying being a bitch to Jenna here. And it's like, but, you know, Hannah, you are, like, responsible for this in a way. Like, yeah. both in and helping out with the initial blinding and, like, assaulting Jenna in the bathroom. Like, it's, well, it's this is a, another, like, mirror scene to that bathroom scene, you know, with them confronting Jenna again.
1: But, well, and that and the one where they confronted her about the tape. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the music room but uh it is kind of leaving out though i guess the fact that it exists at all is what makes it great it is leaving out that fact that hannah is one of the ones who saved her from the burning
0: house yeah yeah Um, but it's it's like the all the liars they have this like this blind spot like they're incapable of empathizing with jenna even though theoretically like they can do it with anyone else except for jenna like but they just—they absolutely cannot see things from her perspective at all.
1: They definitely have a blind spot, Serena. And Jenna. Um, mm-hmm.
0: So she says that she she did pick up Emily that night, but that
1: Emily was like so out of it, crying about like Maya. Yeah, drunk and
0: crying. She didn't think that she would recognize her, and she figured she had to do something. She couldn't just leave her there, so she tried to take her home. But when she got to a stoplight, Emily just like you know got out of the car and failed. You know, went somewhere else. And this 12 was or 12.30 that tw- night. 12, 12.30 in the morning, yeah.
1: I love that the, she was like, she, the way she worded it, like, I was going to take her home or at least drop her off on her street.
0: <laughs> well, and Jenna's like, well, you got to promise not to tell people I'm blind, you know? Um And she's like, I, you know, there's somebody still out there who tried to kill me. And she's like pleading with them. She's like, come on, you bitches, you owe me. All of you, you owe me, you owe me. And they're it's just like, like
1: eh. I was just going to the cameras kind of like rising up and she's like keeps repeating like you owe me you owe me it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of wonderful um talk about Spencer again
0: yeah so there's like just kind of these weird like Daniel Ma scenes here back so, you know, at the Emily scene yeah the yeah movie. back at uh Hayes scenes Veronica is basically like she's got all like the casework and shit in front of her and she's like yeah basically looks like Rosewood PD is just Trying to pin a, like a bunch of open cases on Garrett, I'm gonna get all this shit thrown out, you know? Yeah, gee, like the the arson and the you know Maya's murder and Allison's murder. Like obviously he didn't do them all.
1: Yeah, most of the evidence is circumstantial. Uh, Veronica says that she she knows how the Rosa police handle evidence, so she thinks she can get it all thrown out. Um, Spencer gives her some shit about this and kind of like storms off. I think Spencer's trying to pull a Melissa,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Veronica like chases after her and she's like, "You can't talk to me like that," you know. And then uh, Spencer's like just drops that She knows that Melissa and Veronica stayed at that resort.
0: Yeah, and that uh, Melissa wasn't actually pregnant when she miscarried. And, and she knows that Veronica knew. And I like how uh, Miss Hastings is like, did she tell you this? And Spencer says, Mom, Melissa wouldn't tell me if my hair was on fire.
1: The look on Veronica's face is like, well, eh, that's true.
0: <laughs>
1: that's how I raised her. Yeah.
0: Well, to me, this more confirms what we talked about. Uh, a few episodes ago, how Spencer is like Peter's he's Peter's girl. Uh, Melissa is Veronica's girl.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spencer kind of wonders how long Veronica knew that Melissa was faking. And Veronica said, well, I had some suspicions, but I didn't know for sure until I got to the resort. Mm -hmm. Um, And then so again, like Spencer is like, well, mom, when did Melissa lose her baby? And Veronica's like, well, you have to ask your sister.
0: (laughs) And Spencer's just basically like, really? And Veronica's just like, mm, yeah, that's right. So
1: it's just like, other than the fact that you gave birth to me, I don't even know why I talk to you anymore. <laughs> Honestly, it's dreadful every time.
0: Yeah. So I think that's about it for that situation. We cut to Radley at night. Mona is singing a hymn to herself. Um, I don't know if She's we like- have what hymn this is.
1: You check the wiki yeah she's like yeah. laying in bed singing to herself Janelle Parish has a lovely voice
0: she's what I mean she's a lovely, singer lovely, lovely voice. What a lovely lovely voice uh yeah she's a singer I don't think it says in the wiki oh wait no, yeah she's a in the show. eyes in the eyes abides the heart by Janelle Parrish
1: well, there you go she's
0: she's doing like a musical theater in LA right now like those like for the record live shows I know this because she tweets about it constantly um, but yeah, she's singing a, like an old hymn and she's clutching the queen of hearts in her hand. Like she's just like lying there rigidly holding on to the queen of hearts card. Cause she's bonkers.
1: I want her to be doing that thing. Where like she, she clutches it so tight. Like her hand
0: bleeds again. Yeah. And then we get the a tag,
1: which is interesting.
0: It's, uh, kind of some, some beadwork supplies. You have all those those beads with the various letters on them for making that uh, dead girl's don't smile necklace. So it's like a shitload of uh, little letter beads and some teeth all just chilling around with some wiring and like some pliers a, and shit. It's a vodka. And A's pouring themselves a little vodka soda there with a lime in it and then kind of caps the vodka and puts it back in a freezer. And in the freezer with a bunch of ice is the body bag for we presume Allison. It's like a body bag from a, a mortuary.
1: It says Rosewood Funeral Home on it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, a couple things there. As you pointed out, A is pouring himself like a vodka drink. Uh, vodka. So, th- I think the presumption to have that is that A is an adult,
0: uh, not a teenager, not a high school uh,
1: student. A is p- presumably somebody over the age of 20, 21 per, or
0: 100. Perhaps, I guess. I mean, the not, n- not is, necessarily, but at least they seem to be trying to communicate that.
1: Yeah, the other thing you mentioned there is, is a vodka soda, possibly.
0: Hmm. Well, there's already like some like tonic or something in the glass, or like some seltzer when when a pours the vodka in. So
1: I'm just saying, there's context for vodka soda on this show already. Is um, there? Yeah, Somebody's right. drinking a vodka soda in the very first episode.
0: Somebody who has medical experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah,
1: this is uh this is a fun little episode.
0: I liked the, all the Hannah stuff. I mean, the Mona stuff was awesome as always. Yeah. Her scene with Hannah, her scene with Caleb—they're both just phenomenal.
1: Well, the Mona you knew is kind of gone in a way, and this new Mona is this fantastic supervillain.
0: Well, it's to me, it's so impressive that Chanel Parrish, she's playing Mona in like another one of Mona's personalities, but it, it still feels like Mona. It doesn't—it doesn't feel like she's just playing a different character, you know. Right it's like she's playing another of Mona's personalities, and this personality is very kind of manic, um, and a little a little nuts.
1: But it does a much better job of being overtly
0: duplicitous. Like but, the, but very sweet about it at the same time.
1: But the fact that you that you, you know you can't trust her is on the surface.
0: I guess I would say there's a lack of bitchiness to the performance like yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's not like gay. a it's not like a sneering type of uh, duplicitousness it's no, a very no. sweet and and honest you know line it's, that it's
1: part too- of the show mm-hmm. is that you don't know what to believe yeah <laughs> it's it's wonderful but at the same time it's like it's like you you want to strangle her but you really just want to kind of just sit and listen to her talk and maybe sing some more yeah with just- spouse about the beauties of klondike uh solitaire
0: just the way she's like. So, tell me, did they ever find what's left of Allison? Like big smile, you know?
1: Yeah, the this is the line reading on that is is absolutely magnificent.
0: mm-hmm I'm not going to forget any of you. I hate to think of you as a an ally.
1: But yeah, fun episode.
0: Indeed, the next episode is "Birds of a Feather." Looking forward to it. Indeed. So we will be talking about that next time. Until until then, until then indeed. Talk to you later.